listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hi, Dad. Hello, Steve. How are you doing? Um, okay, I'm doing really well, yeah. Good, yeah. good. L- lovely, um, lovely to see things getting back to normality, I must admit. Mum and I went shopping this oh, week. Yeah. Because you know we've been having our shopping delivered to us, yeah, very kindly uh, by uh, you know, your son and uh, not your son, my son, and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, your sister, yeah, uh, which is very nice. But it was lovely to go out and, in the shops, and uh, we, we chose our time so we didn't have to queue up for ages. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, that was that was nice. So oh. it is nice get, to get back. That must have felt like a bit of a bit of normal, oh. a bit of relief to be able to go out and to a shop. It was very, yeah. We we enjoyed it, yeah. and uh, so we, we don't have to rely on anybody anymore. Which, is, as I say, it, it was lovely for them to do it for us. But there's nothing like you know doing your own, you're doing your own thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I totally get that. Yeah, it's, it is good. Um, I hope that everyone out there is their, their countries are sort of slowly reopening and, and they their lives haven't been affected too much by all of this. Um, it has been a real shake up. It's, it's quite hard to believe, really. It's been three months of, of I know, of this. I know. You know, it's, uh, it's mad, absolutely mad. But yeah, thank goodness, you know, we're, we're all okay, touch wood, and doing well and we've been able to to carry on with um with doing what we've been doing so that's uh that's been good and um yeah we've got lots more lots more planned uh, we were just having a chat before we started recording about sort of the next next thing that we're doing and um I've I've got I've got to show you some things after this podcast dad as well a couple of other things that are going to be going on behind the scenes here that um, oh, right. people oh, yeah. will absolutely love i i really i can't wait i every now and again i get really excited by what we're going to be doing and mm. i can't tell anyone about it <laughs> i i know i know well it's the same with my my artwork that i've been doing i'd love to I, I, every time i finish a picture I, thought, I, I really want to put that up but of course it's some way down the line now yeah. so, but, but you do get enthusiastic and quite rightly so yeah, uh, and uh, you want it to sort of happen now. You don't want to wait. Yes, absolutely. I'm so impatient, and mm-hmm. um, I'm in I'm in your position now, where I've got something going on behind the scenes here to do with Colin Bradley Art, and I, I can't I can't share it yet because it's a way off. <laughs> Mm, mm, mm. Um, but it is really exciting i know we've there was there was basically something that we were working on before lockdown hit and we were basically it was so crazy this will all come out eventually but we were working on something before lockdown and Mm. it was about to about to happen and then the lockdown hit the virus um took over everywhere and we couldn't proceed with our plans so it all had to be put Mm. on hold and now it's starting to kick up back up into sort of a bit more normal life we were able to restart this plan but it's changed mm. so um there's a there's a whole new aspect of it that will all become clear but i can't i've been cryptic enough i can't talk about it anymore otherwise i'll give the game away okay <laughs> <laughs> you're not even all caught up on it dad that's the thing 
That's wonderful. Well, no. I've got to tell you about it properly. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, what I've, you, the last couple of weeks, you've sort of come up with a few different things that you showed me, and that blew me away. Wow. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's getting slicker. Yeah. That's the word. You know, it's getting slicker now. We're, we're getting more streamlined. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it makes all of us pull our socks up a bit and think, oh, well, if I've got to do that, I've got to do that. Even my presentations, you know, are changing because of things that you're doing. Yeah. I see what you've done. I thought, oh, well, in that case, I've, I've got to sharpen this up or do that or yeah. whatever. And uh, it's, it's very good because it keeps us on our toes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're always striving to make things better, aren't we, in some capacity mm. or, or do a new project or, you know, mm. listen to what our members say and change things. Well, this is what creativity is all about, Steve. You know, when you're a creative person, you must have and keep having different ideas, advanced ideas, things that move. Otherwise, you get stale. Mm. And, and I... In my artwork, you've seen it over the years. I started off 30-odd years ago now. And there's been moments of that time, you know, that I've seen advancing advances in my own work. Never more so, really, than in the last year. And you wouldn't think that, 30-odd years. But in the last year, I've seen noticeable advances. Mm. Because we've used different papers, we've got different pencil or additional pencils, and it broadens you out, and you start thinking, well, if I can, I can do this. And what we were talking about before uh, we went on this podcast, uh, I said to you, I need another direction. So we had a chat about it, and ah, okay, that's what we need to do. Mm. Mm. So it, it, it's constant advancing, and as I say constant creativity and long may that continue and it makes sense for the time you know in, in which you've taken on these new pencils and you you've been using multiple brands together like i was thinking as you were talking then about you know when we introduced all these other brands and you had all these pencils all around you suddenly like you're not going to be able to instantly know how to blend all of these pencils to like a really perfect ability from the go like it takes time to even at your level to to work things out and to go right oh that's a good effect or that's a good effect because you're discovering something with every picture mm. every picture from then on is built from more experience so mm. it would make sense now for you to, for this year having spent some time and developed some projects with all of these brands of pencils that you would become more experienced and the work would improve Hmm. It makes complete sense. Well, well, I've got two things that uh, drive me. One is the um, the pleasure that I get in finding new things and new techniques and the satisfaction of being able to achieve what I set out to achieve. And the other thing I've got is the need to remember that people are following me, copying me, and I have to make sure that whatever I'm doing – is possible for them to do as well. Mm. And they would... So it's got to be... A picture has got to have an attractiveness, that's such a word, uh, about it, 
so that inspires people to, oh, I, I want to have a go at that. I'd like to have a go at that. Yeah. And the, so I've got two things, as I say, that drive me on this, it, not just my own personal um, satisfaction of being able to do something, but to also remember that uh, I'm doing it for another reason. Mm. Mm. But but I like that. I love that. Um, it, it's, again, it's another challenge. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, let's crack on with a couple of uh, things today, a couple of talk, talking points. Uh, I've got two emails to discuss. Both of them have got pictures with them. So if you uh, would like to see the pictures that we're going to be discussing, then uh, visit our website, go to the blog. Um, I'll put a link in this podcast description anyway so you can go to the right post um but if you're just listening then hopefully this advice will be uh, interesting and helpful to you the first question comes from uh Marette. and Marette says hi colin i am learning how to use pastel pencils and i've started with the bar now i have the right pencils and the paper my problem is the white pencil won't work out for me as it should I've attached what I've done with the bar now and I just can't get the white line down the beak. I think I've overworked the line and the grain of the paper is gone. Is there anything else I can do to add in the line? So we've got the picture up here. If you can, uh, you can see it, if you're watching on looking at the website, yep. then you'll see the picture there. It's the, the white line down to the beak. Um, it's a common thing, Dad, for the, the tooth of the paper to go on mm. the on grey for beginners, isn't it? It is. It's one of those things. It it, it happens more on the ongre uh, because you've got a tooth in it more than with pastel mat. You'd probably get away with it more. But pastel mat, as we know, is more difficult to uh, to do. But coming back to Moret, that the white once you start overworking on any of the pencils, then you're going to start destroying that tooth and once the tooth goes there's very little you can do about it mm. you could use if you sharpen the pencil to a sharper point that sometimes can work uh, and you can successfully draw that line in and the other way if all else fails is there is a a, a general white charcoal that uh, i use now quite a lot in the work and people have seen me using it you can get them on the internet they're very reasonably priced and that would work really well too that that would go that would probably go where the white pencil the pastel pencil wouldn't so that's another option is, but the, it is, is, the gen, is the general white charcoal a softer pencil yes it is yes it, it's more immediate it would go you probably would go on, although even then, if you've worn the paper down, it, you, you'd even have a problem with that uh, going on because it's the tooth of the paper that grabs the. Um, it's kind of it's like a bit of a shine that goes on the yeah. paper in the end, and there's not much you can do. I've it doesn't happen now to me, but it, it has happened in the past, and it certainly happened to my students when uh, I was teaching one to one. What I have done is I've used the double-ended pencil rubber. You know the um, the white side of it, which is harder. Yeah. You've got two. You've got a pink and a white. And if you then gently rub that along that line, you can rough up the paper 
to a certain extent. Ah, okay. So you kind of get a bit of texture on the paper yes. to, a, yes. to, to let the pencil adhere to it. That's right. And again, it's worth trying a tiny bit of that before you start. You don't want to do it all mm. to see whether it does work. But that that can work. But once you put the once you put that line in again, don't touch it anymore. So that's another thing that people can you know, if if they get to that situation. The um, general white charcoal pencil that's a softer white. Would uh, a Caran d'Ache work or a Carbothello? Um, or well, a Cretacolor? Yes, it, it wouldn't credit color, not necessarily, no, but Karen Dash possibly would work, yeah. But again, you've got to buy a Karen Dash pencil um, just for that purpose. And I would prefer people, if they're going to do that, to, to buy the general. But yes, it, it could do. If you've got a Karen Dash pencil, give it a go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it, other... It's always it's always difficult, Steve, you know, when you get a situation like this because obviously it, the, the pastel pencil they're all made much the same way. Caran d'Ache is a little softer than Faber and Creta Color, but the General is a different makeup. Right. So the General's got a different makeup altogether. It's softer. I wouldn't, and I have um, bought more of the general pencils you know the because i thought oh they're good so the, the color pencils would be good but they're not strangely enough uh, I, I just put a, a small set of them and they don't work very well at all that's uh, the colored ones you know yeah blue blue green red they don't work well at all white still does that's um strange, but isn't not it? the others it it was it was a Yes, it was quite strange, but I felt I had to do that just to see how they work. So I wouldn't, they don't replace the pastel pencil. Yeah. And I don't think the general replaces the pastel pencil. It's just used, I use it just as an additional, if when I want a bit more brightness. Yeah. Would a putty rubber work with that, like a putty eraser, dabbing that no. on there? It won't, no. It won't no. help. No, that wouldn't work at all. That's too soft. And anyway, you you, you dab that on rather than um, rub it. You, they say a petty rubber, suggesting that you can rub with it. Well, I, if you do that, you, a residue from the, the putty rubber will go onto the paper, and then you're in all sorts of trouble. So whenever I use a, a putty rubber, I, dab, I push it onto the paper and take it off. I never actually rub with it. I think it can be done. A lot of people who use... Um, uh, just graphite on paper, on you know, um, sketch paper, sketching paper. Uh, I think they can use a, a putty rubber to blend with. Oh, okay. okay. I've seen I've seen it done, but not pastel pencils. Don't. So, so in this scenario, the sort of the the best thing is either to use a general white charcoal pencil to go down yeah. that line. Yes, if 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 the sharpened white doesn't work. Yep, or failing that, use the the harder white end of a double-ended eraser to rough up the paper, mm. uh, give yourself a bit of texture just to get that line in. Try and yes, save but, it. Yeah, but always test it in a tiny, obscure area first. Otherwise, you, you could end up with even worse problems. Okay. Okay, all right, well, plenty to take away from that, Maria. I hope that's been helpful to you and anyone else listening. 
Um, let's move on to the next one from Denise. Uh, Denise has sent over this uh, gorgeous picture of a horse and this lady here and has written in asking for some advice and help. And Denise says, the most difficult thing for me was get, getting the depth in the horse and the veins to show up as they should. Uh, I think the eye needed to be larger and the girl was just trial and error as I didn't have any tuition to help. It was difficult to get my head around the fact that I was drawing a white horse and used very little white. (laughs) Um, So we've got the pictures up on our website. As I say, I hope you're able to to see these. Otherwise, this advice still may be, uh, be interesting if you're just listening. So Let's talk about the first point Denise mentions, which is getting the depth in the horse and the veins to show up. Hmm. This is a question, once again, the old um, additive contrast, Hmm. and it's all about contrast. The white has got to be white, and the grey has got to be grey, and the darker grey has got to be even darker. Now, if you look at the picture that um, Denise has done, you see that it's basically grey all over. You can just about make out the um, the variation in tone, and this is just simply not brave enough with the stronger colours. Yeah. Once you put the white on, on the areas where you see the white, you shouldn't really interfere with that at, when you start off. So you've got to leave that white there because once you start putting grey on it, everything starts getting. Uh, darkened in other words so you've got to make sure that you get the contrast between the dark and light the only area that Denise has got that okay really is um, on the uh, difference between the head and the neck yeah a very dark area down there you've got that in there and that's the only area really I suppose you could say just above the hand where the girl's hand is, you've got another darker, darkened area. But other than that, you haven't got any more dark to speak of. So it's all a question of making sure you put the dark in. And that dark will go in, and you've got to be brave there. You see? Yeah. You can't, you, as brave as you have done with the, uh, the area under the neck. Yeah. Or the head, rather, between the neck and the head. And so that's basically it. There yeah. isn't very much more. To... The contrast too applies to the the girl. You know where the 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 girl is is kissing the horse's nose there. Yeah. Right on that point. When is a line not a line? I told you this before. But what um, Denise has done, she's put a, a line down there. Basically, if you look at the horse and you look at the face. Uh, colour, they're the same. The only thing that divides it is that line. Now, what ha- what should have happened, really, is the face should have been much stronger. You should have made it much stronger. Instead of being white with a touch of pink, it should have used ochres in there as well. Mm. But then, as Denise quite rightly said, she hasn't got anything to work from. Mm. Yeah. So you've got Two areas there that you've got to you've got to put together, and yeah. uh, it, it, if you've got to have that contrast, whatever you do with anything, you've got to have contrast. I say this almost every week now, and every time we get one. Mm. But without it, you've got no definition. 
that's to do with the depth, isn't it? Like you said there, yeah, uh, right. the depth. Yeah. What about the so, what about the veins? I'm just curious how you would do how you would tackle those veins. Same way as I've just told you with the horse. You 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 work at what what you would do there is use a darker colour in it. Okay, where because the only reason you see veins is there's a shadow there. Yes. If there was no shadow there, you wouldn't see a vein. Yes. It's, it's that that gives you that colour. So you, you start off with the white. Either side of that white, the one obviously that's obvious is above the hand. Yeah. On the head. And you can see that quite clearly on the reference photograph. Yeah. But on Denise's, you can see she's tried it, but it hasn't worked very well. You, you need to have dark either side of it with a brighter colour uh, showing. It's quite hard to do, I've got to tell you. that. So she shouldn't beat herself too much on this one. Yeah, it, It's a hard one, really hard one to do. And when I first started um, doing horses particularly, I had that uh, difficulty. Yeah. But so, uh, you get over But if you look at the the white horse that I done, you'll see. You, you probably will see it there, or even the other any of the other horses. You'll see what I'm talking about. Mm. Yeah, it sort of applies, even though it's different colours. It's still mm. showing that. It's really interesting. You're absolutely right. It's the shadows that bring out the definition and show the depth, isn't it? So, when you look mm. at a picture, it's it's as much looking at the the shadows and the definition mm. that the shadows bring out. Whenever you look in a picture like this. You've got you've got to look at lots of things here. You've got to look at the, the sharpness of the animal. It's the animal. It's the most important part. The girl is also important because she's she's the same. It's the same emphasis that mm. you need. But the sky behind, the trees behind, the grass in the foreground, they are all not really necessary to be exactly as put depicted and what i would have done is i wouldn't i wouldn't have put clouds in the sky i would have made it just blue i would have got rid of the tree on the right hand side above the horse's uh, mane because mm -hmm. that's not necessary the trees between the girl and the horse would be necessary but they would need to be stronger so that the girl and the, the horse's head showed up more and that again contrast again you see wow wow yeah now the rest of it which is much much more difficult because grass as we know is a bit of a nightmare yeah but i would have resisted putting all those colors in i would have made it more two-tone rather than um, and, that, and that's to bring your subjects to the forefront right to, to, mm. to bring the focal point because it's interesting how we've moved on from contrast within the animal to contrast within the framework of the picture and how elements come forward and elements uh, subdue into the distance. That's right. That's, that's right. Fascinating. But, but that all goes to make that, – that makes up your picture, you see, in the end. Yeah. The, the, um, the animal and the, the, the girl should pull focus kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's really interesting. I think that's really interesting. I, I hope people are finding that as fascinating as I am about the, the bit of the understanding of when you look at a picture now of understanding 
where the contrast mm. is in the picture and what fo- what you want to be the focus point and stuff. It's really good advice. Absolutely. And the other thing about the eye, that's the other... Uh, did, did, um... Yeah, she mentioned that... The, Denise mentioned that the eye... She thinks the eye needed to be larger. Well, the eyes uh, doesn't work really very well at all. Um, one of the things you do is when you can't see an eye, you make it up. Yeah. And that's... A bad mistake you don't make eyes up if you don't see it don't do it what you do is do what you see okay are you with me if she if she if denise had done what she saw there she wouldn't have made up that eye because it doesn't look anything like that in the picture right so it's sort of I, darker I, it's sort of keeping that sort of if it, if you can't see it so much still draw that you can't really see it it sort of create still create that ambiguity because that's what the picture is doing draw what you see yeah in a situation like this and elephants are very much like this when you get an elephant you can't see an eye you yeah. never see an eye so you have to draw the implication of what you see you can't draw it. If you try making it up, it looks doesn't look right, which is what Denise has done. doesn't look right because she's made it up. If she'd followed, strictly followed what she saw, she'd have got away with it. Yeah. And that includes the shading all the way around that eye. Not just the eye, it's the shading around it, which is equally important. Right. Okay. That little bit of light, you see that little bit of light on the bottom left-hand corner of the eye. It's quite a little oh, bit of pinky yeah. white yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Now, where is that on Denise's picture? It's not there. But it's only there, and it's only prominent because of the shading all around it. Yeah. And that would have picked up, and it, it picks up. Little things like that can pick up on the... Um, the uh, impact of the eye. Mm. Okay. Interesting, isn't okay. it? Okay. Yeah. There's there's a lot of aspects to yeah, a lot of aspects to looking at looking at a picture and uh, God, it's so difficult to to pick out I, without you t- telling me all this. I would not have picked out these these little subtleties, and these are the things that hopefully really help other people and Denise uh, listening to this, you know, to, to look at in the next picture. It's, it's seeing at it through, seeing the picture through your eyes, which is fascinating. I think. Yes. There's another thing aspect to this as well that I, I, I mentioned, and this is all to do with shadows that the, the light source is directly above straight down on the horse. This is not a good idea really but you can't you can't change the sun. Yeah. So you've still got to copy what you see. But there are things that you could alter there slightly. You know the the mane that falls between the ear and the eye? It falls over between the ears and then it goes down to the eye. Yeah. It creates a shadow on the horse. Yeah. Now that's a shadow of the hairs that are falling over there. Very, very difficult to represent that. Yeah. So what you do there is you stop that mane before it reaches the eye. Oh, really? You just shorten it so there's no shadow? That's right. You, you do, do a, 
at the area above the the eye between the ears you put draw that in yeah but but uh, stop it stop before you get to the eye yeah i mean what i would do is just reshape that slightly because if the horse flicked his head it, it would be in a slightly different position yeah it's a natural adjustment what you're saying is it's not a right. natural position yeah but it creates a problem for anybody trying to do that uh, area below the eye yeah yeah so so then make it so that you don't have to do it <laughs> that's it you got it <laughs> i see it don't don't do what you don't have to yeah yeah don't make it more difficult on yourself the other side of the ear between just between the ear and the trees that you saw there yeah um that that would i would have kept that as it was because it looks okay yeah it's and, not too and i know by looking at that i know that i would be able to do something about that yeah but these as i say these are small things but they they, they make such a difference in a picture mm. yeah well, that's that's a a lot i think that people will find that hopefully very interesting as anise i really hope that helps uh you know shed some light on uh, these areas uh, that you found difficult and also going forward looking at the pictures and uh sort of seeing them through dad's eyes and how he would do various things i think there's a lot to unpack from that so thank you dad um, that's all right My and pleasure denise for sending over your picture okay well I say uh, we leave it there. That's a lot of really good information. I think we've covered a lot. Um, we're going to now carry on talking because I'm eager to show these things off to Dad. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about that. <laughs> so I'm going to have to cut everyone else off. I'm sorry about that. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep you updated anyway. As soon as I can, we can talk about it, we will. We will, trust me. Um, Okay, cool. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. That's it for this week. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. week.